Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. I'm so happy you are here today. We're going to finish up this series on the BPD, the NPD. Um, actually, we're really focused on BPD, which is uh, Borderline Personality Disorder. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, before I finish this up today, um, I want to say, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of things where people get mad you know they hate the labels they've had bpd or or you know and they've been labeled and they feel that that um is going to come be carried with them the rest of their life blah 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 see here's the thing about it is this is a label a label is um not the same as a diagnosis <laughs> okay it's like you have cancer. Ah, I got cancer. I have prostate cancer. Shit, I've got breast cancer. Whatever. What? Right? That's a diagnosis. That is a diagnosis. You have BPD. Diagnosis. How do you change behaviors if you can't diagnose them when they're that severe? You can't. Right? You got to put things into perspective here, right? That... um you can call um you can call anything something you, you can say a spade is a spade or you can say a spade is a diamond right well what's the truth here what's the truth a spade is a spade and you know this whole i was i had um a severe anxiety disorder but it, i was diagnosed at like 18 severe also ptsd severe i would even say that sometimes my re reactions to abandonment were borderline personality disorder back in you know the when i was 20. and i have no shame in that no shame you know, people talk about medication. Should you be? On, I was on. I was on Zoloft for God, on and off for seven, eight years, and it was the best thing I ever did. Why? Because my my brain was so filled with anxiety thoughts. The thoughts, everything created anxiety for me. Everything was about anxiety. I could not heal. You can't. You cannot heal a brain that's on fire. It can't, it can't stop thinking. It can't stop doing it. It's, it's always criticizing, worrying, fearful, what's going to come, what might happen, what might not happen, overanalyzing, overthinking. You can't heal a brain on fire. There is no shame in a diagnosis. Okay? No shame. You're not labeled. I had a mental illness. Me. I had a mental illness. There was an illness in my mind that created disordered thinking based on anxiety, based on the fears of abandonment and all of the other fears I had, based on childhood experiences and trauma. Call a fucking spade a spade. I had a mental illness. I healed and cured my mental illness by myself through seven years of ongoing work that I teach my clients. 
I just condensed it to 10 weeks. Because <laughs> I had to find out what worked and what didn't work. So get realistic in life, right? Because reality is, reality and living is, the difference between living in la-la land and reality is peace, joy, love, and happiness. And that's the truth. La la land says, la 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 la. I'm going to ignore what's happening. I'm going to ignore that I'm getting emotionally abused. I'm going to ignore that nothing's changing. La 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 la. And I'm going to just keep doing this. I'm going to keep ignoring it. I'm going to keep hoping. I'm going to keep wishing. I'm going to keep wanting. But God knows I am not going to label this relationship. I'm not going to say what's the truth, that this is unhealthy and toxic, because it is. But here's the thing we're going to do today. What are we going to do today? We're going to focus on you. Because what do I say all the time? Every relationship begins with you and the BPD. A person with borderline personality disorder has zero chance of changing, healing, or whatever until it is harder to stay the same. That does not mean I'm saying threatening and leaving. I'm not saying that. Sometimes you actually, it's not about threatening it. It's about saying, I'm not going to be able to handle this much longer in so many words. Obviously, if I'm working with you, I go different route to teach you how to do that. But because you know what? So if you were to put, what, what do they do with rats and cocaine? <laughs> Give me another, let me give me another line there that Rat says, right? <laughs> so anyways, reinforce the behavior. Okay, I'm going to, um, the rat knows it's going it, to, if it hits the lever or if it does something five, seven, eight, nine, ten times, that cocaine is going to come down that nice little shoot. Ooh, ooh, running all over the place. Well, what do we do with people with, you know, um, that when we're in a relationship with challenging people, we reinforce their behavior by acting like it's okay, making it better. You got to stop. So that means you've got to, you know, I'm not saying you have to leave because you know what? People with BPD do need support. But if your support and your healthy changes within you do nothing, then yes, it is time to leave. Unless you choose to stay. And then in that case, stop bitching. Stop it. Stop it. Stop bothering your friends and your family and everybody else with all the wah, 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 wah. Because it does become wah, 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 wah. Because you're staying in it. When you know better, you do better. And that's the truth. I'm going to say it again. When you know better, you do better. If you have the knowledge and you stay, that's on you. No complaining. And I'm not talking about just after like a couple months. I understand you love this person. You see those good times. You've seen something. I don't know what it is, but there's something there that holds you in it, right? And I get that. But you will not, you do not go, at one point you will not be a victim to the person with BPD. You will actually be an accomplice. You'll be going along for the ride. You are you are no longer a victim. Okay? You are basically saying, it's okay. Do this. No worries. Come on. Rage at me. Throw it at me. Throw some shit at me. Say some really bad words. Call me some really bad names. 
Tell me how much you hate me. Get that anger in your eyes. Do whatever you're going to do. Humiliate me. Blah, blah, blah. And the rest goes on. Make me responsible for everything within you. And that's what happens, right? So remember what I've said? You have got to give yourself first affection, acknowledgement, allowance, appreciation. Okay? You have to give yourself those things. Love. And then and only then can you enter into a relationship or be in a relationship as a whole person because you will not accept the pieces of garbage that are being thrown at you. Right? Because you don't need you you don't need their acceptance, their acknowledgement, their allowance, their love. You don't need it. You want it, but you've already given it to yourself. So that means you don't need it. See, I, here's what I, here, here's the, my thing is this, is that I don't need anybody. I don't, I do not. I have set up my life in a way that I need no one. And not because like I'm some jaded asshole. Well, maybe I was, <laughs> but I'm not. I've set it up just because I love my life. I love my job. I love everything about it. And I love knowing I don't need anybody. That means if you're in my life, I want you in my life. I'm going to add joy to yours and you're going to add joy to mine. And now that I know that I don't need you for anything, I'm not going to make you in charge of me. Right? I can do anything on my own. I just want somebody to do it with me, right? That's where you want to be. And and when you get there, it's a beautiful thing. And and if you're there and, and you're staying, I don't know. And I get I get it. And we and I am gonna revisit this subject again here soon. But you know, see, you're not responsible for the problems in the relationship. There's 50-50 responsibility here. Be be responsible for your side, right? A person's BPD, you know, actions. Um, it's a combo. It's environment, the childhood, and there is some biology involved in it. In histrionic personality disorder, which I've never talked about on um, my podcast, and I'm going to talk about it here soon. Again, histrionic personality disorder. Also, there's some biological factors here. The right meds for people with BPD, HPD are so important. MPD is not biological. Anyways, um, it's not your responsibility you to, to, to help them. And you can't, by the way, because again, nobody changes until it's harder to stay the same. I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, you know, their view of the world is not because of you. And if you love yourself, you don't let people abuse you. Okay. Um, you know, the only way they are going to learn to control their behaviors it's through your boundaries, through your self-assurance, through your self, high self-esteem, through your regard for yourself, right? See, so setting personal limits is essential for these relationships, for every relationship, right? So, you know, and you can continue to learn what works, what doesn't work. You know, there's just, there's just a huge difference between loving, supporting, and accepting someone and then, um, and then encouraging their unhealthy behavior. Oh, hi, yeah, no worries. Call me that name again. Sure, walk out on me. Sure, do this. There's the, that's, that's, it's not acceptable. 
and you have to make it clear that it's not acceptable. Okay. Um, so you can, you can take the good and the bad parts of this person, right? And realize that they're not one or the other. They're both in there. Okay. But you have to accept responsibility for what you accept. I'm going to say it again. You have to accept responsibility for what you accept. So there's something that, um, a term that it's called, it's impulsive aggression. And it's basically, it's um, an impulsive, hostile, um, even violent reaction by the BPD that ha they're triggered by something, um, an immediate threat of probably rejection or abandonment and they're frustrated, okay? And you have to understand when they, when an impulsive, aggressive move towards you because they're threatened, they feel threatened, is emotional abuse. An emotional abuse cuts to the very core of you as a person. And it will create scars. See, with emotional abuse, you have what? The, the, the insults, the insinuations, the criticism, the accusations, and it will slowly eat at you. And eventually you're going to get beaten down and you're not going to be able to judge this situation realistically. Right? So, um, if you're being, and let me tell you, if you're with a BPD, you are 100% getting emotionally abused. Without a doubt, you are emotionally abused. Okay? You know, and I get that you might feel trapped. You might feel helpless, but you're not. Nobody is trapped. Nobody is helpless. You know, one of the limiting beliefs I go over with most of my clients actually is, you know, they have, most people have, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. You are not trapped. You are not trapped. So say every freaking day, I'm not trapped. Oh, I'm not trapped. I am not trapped. I'm not trapped. No, no, no. I am free. Freedom is beautiful. I'm free to be who I want to be, to express myself how I want to express myself, to decide what I will accept and what I will not accept because I am not trapped. I am actually free. What a beautiful thing it is to be free. Freedom is amazing. And it is. Let me tell you something. Freedom, my freedom is more important to me than anything. Because without my freedom of to accept what I want to accept, to be who I want to be, to treat others with kindness, love, and respect, and d demand basically the same in return, then I'm not free. I'm, I'm a slave to what they do. Can't be a slave to what they do. No, 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 no. No, right? See, so, um, you know, remaining silent is the worst thing you can do. It's the worst, you know? Going, working longer hours, just ignoring, ignoring. No. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to be assertive. Do not engage when they're in massive abuse. I, do not engage is my, like, besides pause for the cause, which is four words, do not engage are my favorite three words. Stop making excuses for them. 
you know, it's not going to help them. And it is certainly not going to help you. Okay. Stop swallowing your anger. Stop ignoring your needs. Okay. Stop accepting behavior that most people would feel is intolerable. Right. And stop forgiving the trans, the same trans transgressions over and over and over. Because that's when you're doing, ding, ding, oh, let me bring the lever. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, fuck you. Okay, that's what they say. After you've given them some, you know why? Because they know they can say it. They know they can do what they're going to do. And there was nothing you will ever do. You're going to just keep letting it happen. I will do another ser- uh, another podcast on this, by the way, because there are tools because I know right now you're going, okay, great. Well, Heather, what do I do? <laughs> I know you're saying that right now. Were you just saying that to yourself? Admit it, you were. I get it. But I, I need you to really get prepared here. Like, this is bullshit. It is, right? So, you know what? You are not God. I am not God. You are not responsible for this other person to fix. You can't fix them. You know, live with it, live with it that you're not God and you can't do this. Give it to God, surrender it to God. If you have a deep belief in God, surrender it to God and say, by the way, God, hi, I love you so much. Oh, thank you. I love you. I love you. I'm giving you this person. Here they are. <laughs> I'm surrendering it to you. Now, now that I've surrendered it to you, thank you, God, for giving me the strength that I have been able to get to this point. Now what I'm asking you is for more strength so I can implement the tools that need to be implemented and so I can live a peaceful life and that person has a chance to heal. But I am going to say this, God. I do promise you this, God, that when the time comes, if it does, if it's not working, I will leave because I'm going to honor you because I know, God, you honor all of us here and that you do not want us to be here being abused by another person for the rest of our life. So thank you for taking care of them. Thank you for taking this off of my shoulders and letting me lay it at your feet. I love you because I can't, anything that I'm trying to control is better off without me controlling it. Now, just again, Father, I really, really, really do want you to let me know that it's oh, it's time. Nothing's going to change. They're not going to let me know when that is. I'm ready to hear it. And this time I'm ready to hear it. And when I see those signs and when I hear your voice, because I'm going to start silencing my mind through meditation, I'm going to start doing the tools that Heather Carter says to do, because I know you're working through her. (laughs) Then I'm going to, then I will listen and I will, I will break it off because I'm going to honor myself because I want to honor you. Amen. You're not God. Give it to God. Okay. You know what? Um, Stop acting. Stop pretending. You're not safe. You do not feel safe, most likely, and there is no intimacy, right? Okay. So, um, don't say it's fine when it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay. It is not. And you're not. And if you have children in the house, you're doing your children zero favors, none. Okay. They're just learning how to tolerate people that are emotionally abusive. And if you do not think for one second, let me say this, that they're not going to end up with somebody that's emotionally abusive, you're crazy. They will, and they will become my clients. And I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm telling you it's reality. Well, my mother took it. My father took it. I mean, I didn't know. I learned how to grow up in emotional abuse. I just feel comfortable there when people are 
blackmailing and abusive to each other. I just, it's just my comfort zone. Well, they did, they showed me love in the beginning. It's that love I wanted from that emotionally abusive parent that I didn't get. And so, yeah, I stayed, Heather. And Well, my mom, yeah, my dad, uh, yeah, that, your children will come to me or somebody else. And, and if you, if you, if you listen to nothing else I've ever said in these podcasts, listen to that. Listen to that, please. <clears throat> You've got to acknowledge that there is a problem. Okay. And your partner is good. It's going to be really hard for them to admit there's a problem, but you can, you will give them clear evidence. You will show them things and they will deny it. If you have friends, family members, coaches, therapists, if everybody is telling you the same thing that this person has a problem, that this person is ill, what are you doing? If you keep getting the same message from different people and you're ignoring it, again, you're a participant. You're not a victim. You are a participant. You are participating in emotional abuse. One opinion, okay. Two opinions, ooh, you might start piping up yours. Three opinions, oh boy. Four, five, six opinions. You're in trouble, right? And again, they're not going to change until it is harder to stay the same, right? The best therapists, the best coaches, the best anybody at what they do cannot help anyone until they want to change. That is the bottom line. How do I, how have I worked with BPD patients? It's before clients. It's difficult because no matter what, they will continuously go back to it's the other person's fault. I've had clients that send me things. See, this is my husband. This is my wife. This is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. Do you read this? And I, I, I don't ignore it. I go, yes, I'm reading that, but you do that too, don't you? Isn't this partly you too? Wouldn't you say this is you? Wouldn't you say that you do these things too? How does that make you feel? I don't ignore it. I tell the truth every single time and they hate it. And when I realize somebody is cannot accept it, I do not engage. I literally, they'll send me emails. I'll say, okay, good luck. I wish you the best of everything. Bye-bye. I'm done. I am done. I'm done. They, they cannot see their side. And I'm done. So, and it takes a lot for me to get there, right? It takes a lot. So, um, for you to get off of this emotional roller coaster, okay, you're going to have to give up the fantasies that you can change someone else. You can't. You got to give up the fantasy. It's not going to happen. You cannot change them, right? You, if you ever think about how you say something to them, they immediately go to something else. See, a lot of one of the things is BPDs are very jealous of anybody in your life. So if you're dating somebody, 
and they have close to BPD, you know, they're, or they're BPD, right? They're going to be jealous of your children for sure. For sure. You don't share children together, right? You have your own children, son, daughter, whatever. You want to do something with your son or daughter or, and you make, or you make an, a statement about what they've done. Oh boy. That becomes in their brain, in their brain. Oh, they love their daughter or son more than they love me. Oh, they think they're better than me. They're going to give all their love, love and attention to them and they're going to ignore me. That's what goes through the mind, right? And then they, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, he's, they're going to leave me. I'm flawed and detective. So now then you're going to get the reactions of when you then ask them to do something. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. Why? Why? Why did, you know what? You never think of me. You don't care about me. Do you have siblings? They're going to be jealous of your siblings. Do you have parents? They're going to be jealous of your parents. You know, if you have to do anything that is, you have to work late, you're, you're, you were late, whatever it is, they hear something different. And it always usually comes down to, you know, you don't love them and you're going to abandon them. So you see, there's triggering events you're, you're not actually causing the triggers, right? See, because they're, they're, they're irrational. A lot of these things are irrational. So an event that is to, to someone else is like nothing, like something happened and it, it really bothered them and triggered them. And they go off, sometimes for days. And to somebody else, it's like nothing. It means nothing. You have to understand, you're not the cause of the trigger. Their brain is thinking in such a distorted way. They can't even make sense of it. <laughs> it can't be about you. It's so not personal, right? One of the things you need to understand, and I'm about to fit, I'm going to finish this up here in a second, is that your partner, your spouse, whoever this is, a family member, needs you to be very stable and clear. Don't reject them and don't smother them. Don't allow them to do the things they're doing. But don't reject them if you're going to stay, right? If you're going to do this for a period of time, you got to really control your side of the street, right? I'm, I'm a big person of detaching with love. I, I promote that. Which means you're not, you're no longer going, you're going to detach. You're not going to suffer. And you're going to explain to them when they start going off, you are going to leave because you are not, you are worthy. You are a worthy person and you will not have insults thrown at you, pots, pans, food thrown at you. You will not be criticized. And you will leave. You're not abandoning them, but you will not stay there. And you will need to get up and leave. If, if you know, obviously, first I try to tell people, okay, let's, let's try this. Stay in it. It keep going back to, you know, the same message. But when it doesn't work, you have to remove yourself. And yes, it's going to make him say, you left me. You abandoned me. Yes, I didn't abandon you. 
I didn't abandon you. I left the room, and if you follow me into the room, and then you bang on the door, or you come in and you keep screaming and insulting me, that means I'm going to have to leave the house. Because you are no longer allowed to call me names, criticize me, throw things at me, do anything that is going to make me feel less than, abused, confused, no more. No more. You didn't cause it. You can't control it. You can't cure it. Get on with your life. And that is the truth. Right? It is the truth. Because the person that you are in love with has the capacity, and I totally know this, to destroy themselves and anyone close to them. And I will do another episode soon. I'm going to get about, you know, how, what does that look like? You know, um, what does that look like? What, you know, how are you, how can you stay for a period of time while trying to help the situation without leaving? I will do that in the next couple episodes here. So in the meantime, I love you. I care. You are amazing. You do not deserve what's happening to you. Nobody does. Nobody deserves it. Nobody. If you're ready to get off this roller coaster or figure out how to get off the roller coaster, if you're ready to really implement some tools and strategies and methodologies to help you possibly save this relationship and yourself um, and also heal what you need to be healed because there's something in you that probably needs to be healed, you can click on this link that will give you a free 45-minute call, clarity call to get clear on what are we going to do here, okay? In the meantime, go have a beautiful day, evening, morning, whatever it is, and sit in some silence. Silence helps because what do we do? We have so many thoughts a day, and we can't, our mind is just going bananas, especially with your BPD. Silence brings in calm, peace. Until next time, and remember, every relationship.